0: Hey, it's Sarah Bryden with Bryden Creative, Ingle Beach Events and Apparel, Ingle Beach Pride, and you're listening to What's Going On, Dre.
1: What's up, man? Chuck, what are you at? What are you doing? What you up to? What's shaking? How you now? Welcome to What's Going On, Dre. I'm here with my friend Sarah Bryden, and we're going to dive in on the events side of things. And uh, we're going to start off with Bryden Creative. Tell me a bit more about that.
0: Bryden Creative. So I started my own company last year, so it's 2024. 2023 I started it. So Bryden Creative, it's evolving, I guess. Like starting your own business is definitely... A journey, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, a big focus on events. Uh, the big one coming up, Ingo Beach Pride. I got Live at the Lakes coming up. Another aspect that kind of started or just came to fruition this past fall, I guess, is um, a talent agency too. So amazing. I'm the agent for Tracy and Martina now, which has been absolutely amazing, fun. Um, so a talent agency, talent representation, events. And then I'm also working on um, some consulting with events and uh, some design and marketing as well. So I have a new uh, business partner that we're uh, we're working together to uh, to bring that to uh, to fruition and and uh, do some things together with that. So I lots love of that. New parts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's important. Once you have your own thing going, because you see the vision and you know what you want. So. It- it's, it's nice to have every aspect covered. And i noticed you doing stuff for Tracy and Martina. I noticed that slow coaster tour. I was like, okay, she's definitely doing that. And that I've seen the marketing right away. I'm like, that is cool as hell. I meant to ask you about what the connection was there. So the talent agency is the answer for that.
0: Yeah. So I started, so I did a couple of events last year with uh, Tracy Martina. Mm -hmm. I had the post Ingo Beach pride um, and in Inganish, the first one, and also Live at the Lakes, and we worked really well together, and um, I'm a creative as well, so like brainstorming with them, we just come up with a lot of crazy ideas, and and uh, you know, we're in the process of making a lot of them happen, so it was a natural fit, um, so we started chatting, they have th- their podcast as well, sh- uh, Shooting the Shit so just working on uh, on some sponsorships and some things and then they were doing a live podcast at the shoe shop basement back in oh, cool. November. Yeah. And then so when I was there, I was kind of thinking, oh, like we should definitely take this on." on tour and yeah. bring other cities so Slowcoaster coaster was the first uh, band that kind of came to mind because we have so many like expats over in alberta and they they haven't been out there in four years but they before covid they were out there touring every year and um had lots of sold out shows so i reached out to steve to see if uh, we could make that happen they were totally on board they already had a date at Dickens in Calgary on February 17th. So we added a Fort Mac show at the casino on the 15th and then starlight room in Edmonton on the 16th. And then just hopped on a call with Steve and came up with the name Poggy. <laughs> T- Poggy
1: <laughs> That's T- so good.
0: We and dream tour. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't wait to see the merch for that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw the uh, the posters, but...
1: I've seen the posters, but I'm hoping for a t-shirt, like a big graphic tee.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, the graphic, the idea behind that was... Yeah. Um, it was like Alan Jackson inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just having some fun. Like, uh, the the guys from Slow Coaster are also... They're hilarious. the best. Yeah. So, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, We take off in less than a week and... Um, so yeah, three dates in Alberta. And then uh, we have one date secured uh, the marquee on May 31st.
1: Oh, amazing. So,
0: yeah. So we're going to announce that. And then we're going to do a date in Sydney, hopefully on the um, on the Friday, the May 30th.
1: So kind of like a coming home party.
0: Exactly. So yeah, we had, we had lots of people asking like, oh, you're going out to Alberta. Um, <laughs> what about us? <laughs>
1: no, for <laughs> and, sure.
0: We're super stoked about it. And yeah, hopefully uh, we plan to have some more artists join the show and and yeah. have some some other Cape Bretoners um, perform as well and and make it yeah like the homecoming for the Poga, Poga Train Tours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Are you bringing uh, Tracy and Martina back to Ingo Beach Pride?
0: Yes, yes. So they're going to awesome. be hosting Ingo Beach Pride. So Ingo Beach Pride is happening again in Inganish Beach at the Cape Breton Highlands National Park. Last weekend of June, again, so that's, that falls on the long weekend this year. So I'm working in the, the planning stages right now. The artist submissions are live, so just taking in artist submissions and, uh, yeah, just working on funding. You know how that goes. And
1: Of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle of all that fun, too. For your um, artist submissions, do you have a team that curates it, or are you solely the choice of artists? Yes. Yeah, does so- that go?
0: I actually just started a new nonprofit, um, Inganish Pride Society. So last year, Inganish Arts and Cultural Society. So this year, um, as the event grows year over year, um, I just wanted a a group of people that could help me go through the artist submissions. Also just more ideas and and more minds put together, like how, you know, we can expand the festival throughout the community and offer more, um, diverse and and um and unique performances as well
1: right. so, yeah yeah no, that's fun i uh i was at future forest last year i don't know if you attended that but that was i no. was one of the coolest festivals i've been to and i think that opened up my eyes and my mind for doing my own stuff too so like attending festivals for me is just as fun as playing festivals and i'm uh definitely a fan of just picking off other people what they're doing right oh and- yeah I'm really impressed with how creative your stuff is going and how just unique and you're thinking outside of the box and just having fun with it. Yeah. I think I that's, that's missing in a lot of things. Everybody's too, way too serious and you can't take yourself so seriously because <laughs> at the end people are buying a person and they're buying, you know, they're just buying that humor. They're buying a good time. And oh, the way, sorry. the way that you're marketing it is like, okay, this looks absolutely amazing. If it looks as good. Of course, it's going to be even 10 times funner there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to have fun and you have to be able to to laugh at yourself. And, and also, yeah, just kind of a brainstorm with there's so many talented minds. So just like, yeah. yeah. Shooting the shit with, with yeah. creatives and coming up with crazy ideas, good fun ideas, going for it. So my background is actually not in the entertainment industry. Okay, um, I I've done a ton of events. I was um, a liquor rep for years out in BC and in Toronto, and I was with an Italian company, and then I opened up another Italian company. The uh, Toronto office or the Canadian office, and did like Gelato Fest Canada. But I've cool. always been such a big music fan, And yeah. And just you know attend. When I was in Toronto, I would go to like I don't know every single show. I just loved it. And so having like a background in like um, hospitality, and then also attending so many events, it's just I know what I (laughs) want to to um, exactly style a show, an event that I want to attend. And I just kind of maybe that's why um, some some of my ideas are a little bit different. Is because um, I'm just coming um, um, at it from a different perspective. Like um, just you know, this is what, what
1: I would want. No, exactly. And that, that's, I think that's the cool part about it is literally it's taking your experiences and picking what you thought was good about it. Like you said, you've done a lot of events, you've been to every event and it's, that's the same with what I'm doing. It's like, okay, what worked, what was really fun and how are we going to improve on this to make it our own kind of thing?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So usually on the show, uh, like last season, I was interviewing bands, like I said. So I had a segment called Torer Stories. So that's like a horror story from the road on tour. Yeah. But for you, a situation or a moment while you were running an event that you were like, oh my God, how did this happen?
0: Oh my God. Like, I where do I even start? <laughs> the thing with events is like, you just have to pivot. Like, yeah. you have to expect... Everything to <laughs> go wrong, like
1: yeah, it's
0: just you know, people being late. Somebody else relying on you know another um, person, like in terms of like production to like set up like the whole you know stage and tents and all this. Like somebody's running late, or somebody's not there, or you know, um, Biff naked last year. Um, we had a driver that was that was lined up to to drive them back to the airport after the weekend. And then, you know, I'm calling them. Uh, What's your ETA? What are you talking about? I th- oh, no, we no. just booked like the right, the pickup. And I was like, what? So we're in Inganish. Like I'm on the, the phone, like calling everybody and got somebody like rushing up from the deck. Picked them <laughs> up. they were at the airport like 45 minutes before. They wouldn't let them on the flight um
1: <laughs> what
0: they've had her little dog and it's like the they, they were looking at the airplane they're just like oh my god so you know that was probably the biggest like <laughs> that wasn't part of the event but it was like after the event was all like okay this is all done it went so well you, you know, get this call at the beach just like <laughs> you know just relaxing then i get this call we missed the flight <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: So did you, did they like go on the flight the next day or did they find them a flight later?
0: Yeah, I had to put them up in a hotel in Sydney for the night, bought them dinner and (laughs) um, my buddy April from the lakes, like picked up, she was, she's so sweet. She picked them up at like 5am to drive them to the airport and made them like little vegan muffins and stuff. They were happy, but Cape
1: Breton hospitality right there.
0: Yeah, right there. So
1: they played on the Saturday night, was it?
0: They played on the Saturday night at Pango Beach last year. And so they-, they
1: didn't have a gig the next day or anything that they were running for?
0: No, thankfully. they um, Biff um, and the band were shooting a documentary out in BC, and they had to be there, I think, on the Tuesday. so Okay, good. It still worked out. Buffer time, yeah.
1: <laughs> so your, your friend at the Lakes helped them out, and you do live at the Lakes. Is that the same spot?
0: Yeah, so this is um, the second year for Live at the Lakes. Um, when I first moved um, to Cape Breton back in 2022, I started the Smoky Sessions with Gordy Samson. Right. So we, um, Gordy used to do a song camp in Inganish, and yeah. um, we—he's big into the the songwriter circles. It's his favorite format for a show, and, and which is awesome too because you get They're amazing a lots of different artists together um, sharing stories and. And then I'll hang, out know, too, afterwards. It's super fun. So we did the songwriter circle there, and then we moved it to the Lakes of Benyon last summer, right. which – Ended up, it was the biggest show that they did there, and it it works out so well because they have the cottages. It's close to Sydney. Um, the lodge is right there, and you know it's an outdoor show with the parking lot. It's all nice, it's super accommodating, yeah, super accommodating, yeah. So
1: that's August third this year. So we you've got a ridiculous lineup for that too, yeah. Just for the people listening, who do you got coming to that?
0: So Gordy Sampson. Um, we have Jim Cuddy from Blue Rodeo, mm-hmm. um, Donovan Woods, amazing. Dylan Guthrow, Jody Guthrow. So that's the circle. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Rankin and the Broken Reeds is doing like the after party again, Fun. which is great um, because after a bunch of Cape Bretoners are sitting there listening to a songwriter circle, having a couple of drinks, they're like ready to hit the are they're,
1: right, they're primed.
0: <laughs> and uh, Brian Talbot's going to DJ the after party. Oh, amazing. Party. And Mike McKenna Jr. and the town heroes um, are going to uh, perform before the songwriter circle. Cool. Course. And then Backhouse Brass is going to be performing as everybody kind of goes into the ground. So, yeah.
1: And which weekend was that again?
0: That's August 3rd. That's another long weekend,
1: August 3rd. So many long weekends, and I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, it actually worked out well. Um, Jim Cuddy, of course, um, they schedule the blue rodeo shows first. Yeah, you know, Jim's agent tries to like figure out where he can uh, take some solo gigs. So um, the long weekend um, usually works out for for something like that. So
1: no, that's perfect. So you are a big music fan. Yeah, I need to know uh, what's the first album you owned.
0: Dance Mix 1992. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you bought it with your own money?
0: Yeah, I think. Remember, like the like the Columbia house, twelve, Columbia house, 12, 12 CDs for a penny. Yeah, exactly. I think there was like, yeah, it was like Ace of Base, like oh. Nin- dance mix, nineteen ninety two. What else? Is, what else is on there? Like, I forget, but dance mix, nineteen ninety two, was my. First.
1: Those dance Mix were so good. I remember, uh I remember buying Ricky Martin's first CD. That was. <laughs> One of the first ones I bought with my own money because living La Vida Loca was like huge then. Yeah. So it's weird to see where I've, my musical tastes have went over the year, oh, but yeah. like I've got a very wide taste that gets me into the next question. Guilty pleasure. What's your ultimate guilty pleasure song? I know some people are like, I don't have a guilty pleasure, but what's a song maybe that's like, okay, not necessarily up your alley, but it's, it slaps. <laughs>
0: Oh man. I, I don't I don't know about that like I guess like one one sort of guilty pleasure I have is like I listen to like I could listen to Tom Petty like I've dr- oh, driven so from nice. from Toronto it's like that's not like a guilty pleasure but it like I can listen I listen to him driving from Toronto to Inganish, like straight I only listen to Tom
1: Petty like one album or like his Just his
0: the whole drive his discography Yeah,
1: Have you seen him live?
0: Yeah. I I saw him on his last tour at Red Rocks. Oh. Yeah, in Colorado. So that was Uh, incredible. I was flying from Victoria for that show, and I was late for the show because um, I was flying into Seattle, and there was, like, some some weather. So I was late for the show, missed the opening act, and then, like, had my suitcase and, like, got the taxi (laughs) to drive straight to Red Rocks. Um, So... I was a little bit just like, ah, when I got there. And um, that show was pretty hilarious, too, because open air, there was yeah. you know, some thunder and lightning coming in. And they had to stop the show. And uh, so everybody went and grabbed a glass of wine or drink or whatever and sm- smoked joints.
1: Because like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like before, like, um, I think uh, we was legal in Canada. yeah. Like, uh, Colorado was one of the, uh,
1: the only spots.
0: One of the spots that was legal. So they stopped the show um then uh tom and tom petty and the heartbreakers came back on and tom goes to do this solo at first and then his guitar is not even plugged in he's just like oh <laughs> guys, um we don't usually get a break halfway through we're a little ripped right now i was gonna do a solo but that's <laughs> not gonna work
1: <laughs> i love that and he's completely honest
0: yeah totally
1: yeah, I seen him it was his final tour, and it was at the Ottawa Blues Fest, and I hadn't got to see him. Literally, it was, like, mind-blowing seeing Petty. Yeah. I make a joke that he's my uh, uncle, Uncle Tom. Before <laughs> yeah. he got famous, he was Tom Paw. Yeah.
0: His
1: label made him drop the paw. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: he's one of the best is that your favorite concert you've been to or what is on the top of the list
0: Ooh, um definitely definitely up there another incredible concert was um seeing heart at the budweiser oh. stage and um cheryl Crow open for Heart. No way yeah and i had second row um seats as well and that was just like unbelievable heart is so amazing if you haven't read their um their book their bio no, i haven't I highly recommend it. Yeah. And
1: that's all I read is music books. So it's like, I need a new book to read.
0: Yeah. So that's definitely up there. Um, uh, Robert Plant, Alison Krauss um, for the Raising Sand tour. That was pretty incredible too. Um, Yeah. I've seen a lot of shows. It's hard to kind of
1: pick one favorite. Yeah. Are you going to any concerts or just running them this summer?
0: (laughs) That's the thing. It's like, you were talking about, you like to go to festivals and, um, it's just this year is just um, filling up so quickly. I mm-hmm. really want to make a point of, uh, of attending more shows um, yeah. and attending some festivals. Um, when I met you at um, Nova Scotia music week, that was amazing because there are so many artists performing and I got to go out and see so many artists. Oh, it's right. incredible. I definitely want to check out Cavendish um, for sure. And some other, some more festivals. Cause as I grow um, in go beach pride and live at the lakes, um, I want to see you know what what everybody else is doing too. Right,
1: I've got one concert booked for this summer. I'm going to see the Chili Peppers. Oh, sick!
0: It, that's at Budweiser Budweiser
1: stage. stage. And yeah, you mentioned Budweiser stage, and I'm like, wicked. I haven't been there.
0: Oh, you haven't and been it, there yet?
1: No. Oh, so, I,
0: it's probably my favorite venue. I just love really our concerts.
1: Yeah, that me too.
0: And there's something about the like Toronto um, evenings when I first moved to Toronto back in I think it was like 2007. Originally, um, I was just so blown away when it gets dark and um, it's nighttime in Nova Scotia. The temperature drops so much, but in Toronto, it's like it's so nice, so nice and warm. So when you're at the Budweiser stage, it's like the the sun is setting, like before, like before the headliner comes on, and it's just like nice and warm, and it's just this wicked vibe. And there's been a few times I was at the Budweiser stage where there there was like the CNE that was set up across the street, so you like would go over like after the show and like hop on a couple rides too. That was like, a, that's, like that's amazing. Like
1: a <laughs> I was in uh, Atlanta in October, and the venue I was at had a big Ferris wheel outside of it. But like went to the went to the show earlier. I was like, I got to get in here. I got to get to the front. Never got a chance to go on it, but it was super cool. It's an old uh, church. That fits 3,500 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, it was so beautiful. And one of the better sounding indoor shows I've been to because it's old wood and it's a church. That was another thing was like, okay, this is another new one for me. I haven't really went to a rock show inside of a church. I've played a smaller one in a church, but not of this capacity.
0: Wow. That's in Atlanta, Georgia?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of the I'm name. There, So there's a band called the Marvelous Three. Butch Walker would be the singer. He's a producer now. And his band, The Marvelous Three, split up in... It uh, would have been like 25 years ago. So they finally get the rights back to their to their albums. And they're celebrating 25 years. They reunited in their hometown. So me and my wife, we were like, okay, we're going. They did three sold-out shows at... It's called The Tabernacle. So this is where they played their last show as a band... And they brought it back. Um, the bass player's son actually played with them. He was two when the band broke up, so he played guitar with the band. And literally, it's like one of those moments. We're there. I'm bawling my eyes out. It's just so real. Everybody in the crowd was crying. Butch, the singer, was crying. He uh, he's worked with so many people over the years. He's done uh, Pink. Um, he's worked with Avril Lavigne. He's worked with Green Day, Weezer so like the list goes on and on but his his own writing and his production for me is like he's one of my biggest influences and i got to see him solo a few times and with his solo band but seeing him with his original band and seeing him was like okay this is a band this is not just a guy, couple guys together That's and that awesome. was that was like one of the coolest trips i've been on
0: very cool yeah i haven't been to uh to atlanta before but yeah you mentioned something like just you know, going to a show, it's that that energy and it's like you're you have you're you know, you, you don't know everybody around you, but no. you're doing this together and it's like you just feel the the
1: energy. A camaraderie. Yeah. The craziest thing. So we when we were in Atlanta, uh we're lining up and I hear Andre Pettibon, and the Giants. I'm like, what No way. Well. So ran into these people that I met in Northampton going to see a Butch show. So they're like we haven't seen them in 6 years I don't I think that's how long it was. So like the Butch fan base is like diehards. So we got to hang out with them and then met some people from Ottawa. We spent the day looking at uh like Butch's old haunts, like the venues that he played. Um like Lit is from there as well. So like G- Jeremy Popoff actually showed up at the show that I missed. I went to two out of the three shows. And like the the uh, Smiths old bar, that's the name of it. Kings and Leon played there, uh, Ryan Adams, just a bunch of people. So I get to see the names on the wall. That's kind of like the stuff that I like is the smaller, you know, where people got their start.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Humble beginnings, you know?
0: Yeah. Smaller rooms with,
1: yeah. Yeah, With history. Yeah. What is, what is the most, one of the most intimate shows you've been in in one of those kind of rooms?
0: The most intimate show I've been to, um, I was working at the Drake Hotel in Toronto as a bartender and so the Drake Underground when you have to do a shift there during the day you never know like what's gonna happen like because it's you know it's kind of a, a hub for arts and culture and and um, and a lot of people that that work there too they're they're artists or musicians, actors um, what have you So I walk in there it's like a Sunday afternoon and uh, the group is um, serious radio yeah that, so they're having their meeting and then um and then gordon Downey comes up so it's oh. like yeah yeah so that was the most intimate show so he was just um pl- playing like a solo gig mm. he had one other musician accompanying him and there was probably 30 people in the room and i was just like oh my god this is the best part wow yeah so um yeah, so that's probably the most intimate show that I've been to. Are
1: you like a major hip fan too?
0: I love the hip. Who doesn't love the hip?
1: Yeah, they're they're like probably one of my biggest inspirations. We did our last album at their studio and I got to see Gord on his final tour. And during the hips final show, we were at a festival, it was in somewhere in New Brunswick, and all the bands missed the final band playing the festival because we hopped in this RV. And just watch the watch the Hips concert. So, so there was this like Zeppelin tribute band that was playing at the end. We're like, cool, but man, we got to go see the Hips last show. So it was actually, I think you're friends with Troy Arsenal.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's yes. Yeah, so so
1: it was us, Alert the Medic, and uh, the Royal North. We all hopped in uh, the Royal North's um, RV and just sitting there. I, like, there's a picture I think of all of us just with a beer, mesmerized watching the TV.
0: Oh, wicked! And for
1: what the Hip did. It's like, okay, this is one memory we'll always have. Where were you when you watched The Last Hip Show?
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you get to I, catch it? Yeah, I was um, on Pender Island in BC on a boat listening to it on the radio. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah, it was so emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another um, hip story related to Cape Breton. I'm older than you, but when I was in high school, do you remember when the tragically hip t- came to the center 200? Yes. So there was like, That was before you know you used to like go online and get your tickets and everything. You You had had to line
1: up kind of line up. So like
0: the biggest party of high school probably was everybody just camped out around center (laughs) two hundred. And did like the night before the tickets went on sale. Cool as hell. Yeah, it was uh it was a pretty epic. You got
1: to see that show.
0: Yeah, went to that show. So
1: how many times have you seen them?
0: Two or three times, and trying to think of where I've seen them over the years. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're, I think they're my most seen band besides maybe them. Yeah. I'd say they, I've seen them nine times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bill Basket and the Emergency
1: is probably love, love.
0: (laughs) Yes. He's he's the
1: nicest dude in the world.
0: Oh, yeah. He he was in the circle at Live at the Lakes last year. Yeah. Gordy. But when I was in university, I went to NASCAD and Halifax. And um, that was like when uh, down at the Khyber. uh, Yeah, yeah. And so I went to like pretty much every show with my roommates back in the day. We just and Tim Brennan was actually my photography professor. That's amazing. uh, For the emergency. So, um,
1: no, I have good, good rapport with Joel. When I was, I think it might have been 24. Yeah, just turning 24. I uh, I had a brain virus and my first show back, I got to open up for Joel at the Golden X Inn. And this was like a month after getting out of the hospital. I was in there for like a week, had a, four seizures. It was it was a f- not a fun time, but then I remember getting out, getting the nod to open for Joel and he was just so positive and like, yeah, man,
0: just do your thing. Yeah, such and a great guy. There's
1: no nicer guy in Nova Scotia music scene than Joel.
0: It's true. It's true.
1: Fashionable people, I still whip that out in my cover set.
0: Oh yeah, it's such a good tune. So many great tunes.
1: So I got two more questions for you before we wrap up. All right. What is your current favorite song? What are you listening to? Feel free to grab your phone and see what you what your most recent like is.
0: Okay, let's let's have a look here. I've been like um, just researching some some artists for Ingo Beach Pride. Right. So it's probably. Um, actually, okay. My, my most recent like song is Jamie fine. If anything's left.
1: Okay, cool. I'm going to search this. So I get to check it out.
0: Jamie, J A M I E fine. A couple other artists that like I have had on repeat recently, um, good dear good. Their new album album is so good. And hill of fight too.
1: Super nice people.
0: Super, super nice people. And, um, yeah. Got to check them out at, uh, Nova Scotia music week and, um, they they want to play, um, Ingle Beach Pride too. So yeah, I was just, um, I was just putting together a playlist the other day, just trying to what the vibe would be Visualize like cool. would fit and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my most, um, recent like song. Um, yeah.
1: Perfect. And in closing, just a piece of advice for anybody coming into the entertainment and arts industry. What's uh, what's your biggest piece of advice you're going to give?
0: Uh, I, biggest piece of advice. Um, I mean, it's going to be a learning curve when you when you go into an industry or you're taking something else on. I, this year has been learning a lot, like in terms of you know uh, production, artists, um, contracts, um, the legal side of things. Um, you know trying to figure out um, like Aaron Frazier probably gave me a really good piece of advice. She's um, she's awesome. Um, she's like, develop your business plan. Right. So like you have an idea of, if you don't know what your business is, nobody else is going to either. Right. So you, you have to kind of like figure that out. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, I've been trying to figure it out and a couple of pieces actually just recently fell into place. Cause I'm like, okay, I have this, this, this. How does this all kind of work together, right? Um, so, yeah, I would say put together a business plan and figure out exactly what that looks like. Also, you know, look at years ahead, like um, do some projections. The cool. first year is going to be a lot of spending money on, you know, startup costs and, and figuring things out. Um, and then, you know, this year, hopefully, I'll be more money.
1: <laughs> yeah, the investment stage is tough. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. People, people think it's all like, oh, tickets cost this much. They must be making a mint.
0: Oh, right.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, no spent money.
0: Yeah, and you know when you are new starting something, um, you will grow your network too. And yeah. from Cape Breton is so incredible um, being back home because everybody's so willing to help. So, you know, reach out, ask questions. Um, there's lots of resources and every, most people are totally willing to help because it's just better for everybody.
1: No, a hundred percent. That collaboration factor is huge in every aspect. And that's sometimes it's tough for people to ask for help because it's like, no, I know how to do it, but it's like, okay, if somebody else also knows how to do it, two of you together is going to know how to do it even better
0: yeah exactly yeah just yeah brainstorming with people yeah share these ideas grabbing asking people for a coffee and uh just kind of yeah just just asking and and nobody's an expert it's all we're all kind of we're all
1: trying to figure this life out exactly no i love it that was perfect and i want to thank you for coming on and hanging out
0: thanks so much for having me
1: And then you get a call coming up yourself, so I'll uh, I'll let you off the hook for the day.
0: All right, sounds good.
1: (laughs) I was great catching up with Sarah. Make sure you grab some tickets for her events this summer. We'll see you next time on...
0: Let's go!